Hi, this is Bimi Shavery, and I am here with your daily dose of energy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are here on day seven of our daily devotion. I am so excited to be here. Y'all know I love to say that because it's so true. It is a blessing. It is an honor. I am always so overjoyed by the emails, the DMs, the shares and the the different messages you guys send me regarding uh, different things I post or different things I've said or different episodes and different parts of the episode that resonate and connect with you. I really, 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 really love that. And so here we are. We are on day seven. I am so happy that we have made it this far. Yes. I know we still have a couple of weeks to go, but day seven is very monumental. It's monumental because it shows a few things. It shows how diligent you are. This number seven is very powerful. The number seven is a God number. It is a number that is all about divinity and it is so sacred. It's so important. It's so necessary and it is so spiritual all at once. But most importantly, Arriving here at day seven, it makes me so proud that we have continued on this journey that, yes, it just started, but we have become even more consistent, more consistent than the first day you started. You could find that you have reached this place where it's slightly difficult to maintain your balance when life is happening. Things are going on. People are are being people, but also circumstances are changing. Situations are coming up and there are things that you're having to deal with and grow through and expand through, but also you're having to really evolve beyond and work through as you are still committing yourself to this particular process. It isn't easy and it doesn't happen overnight. And I'm not oblivious to the fact that there are challenges along this journey. But the beautiful part about it is that we are remaining consistent. Even when you may feel yourself falling short, you may feel yourself getting a bit frustrated with the process. You are remaining consistent, not for me. You're remaining consistent for you because you've made a promise to you. You made a vow when you took this particular challenge to commit to seeing this through because there is something that you are hoping comes to fruition for you. You're something that you've been praying for, something you've been asking for, something you have been believing, something fasting alone didn't do, something that, you know, prayer alone didn't do. You're needing something to hold you accountable. And this is what this is about, holding us accountable to the process, holding us accountable to what it is we're stating we want and what we're willing to do to see it happen. So no, the journey isn't easy and no, the journey isn't perfect, but it is monumental because it is something that you are able to measure your own commitment to. You're able to measure your success by what you were willing to put in. What were you willing to sacrifice? If you say that you can't remain consistent with this, then what other areas of your life are you falling short because you lack consistency, because you lack discipline, because you lack the ability to commit and see something through? That's a reality check for most of us. So that's the reason why I had you write it down, write it down, put it up where you see it every day. Speak over those things that you're asking for. Speak over those things that you're praying about. 
speak life into them, walk like, talk like, and maneuver through this world daily like you know it is happening for you. That is how you change your life. It doesn't always change your circumstances immediately, but it definitely changes how you feel while you're going through them. And it definitely changes how things show up for you um, as you are navigating through this process. So I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you because you're remaining consistent. I'm proud of you because you're remaining steadfast. But most importantly, I am proud of you because you are not giving up on yourself. You are willing to put yourself out there and fight for what you believe in, fight for what you want. You're choosing peace over chaos. You're choosing discipline over discord. You're choosing to be present instead of hiding away. Handling the things you're needing to handle, figuring out how to handle those things, not being afraid of the answers that you get, but putting yourself forward. And I'm proud of you for that. And you should be proud of yourself. So as we are here on day seven and we are getting very close to the weekend, right? Sometimes it's very difficult to hold ourselves consistent during the week. It's easier on the weekends, but sometimes it's more difficult on the weekends because you have more free weights. You feel like it's, it's just it's so much to get into. But this is why routine is important. This is why structure is important. Even if you are not doing the same thing on the weekend that you would do during the week, it's important to have a constant routine that keeps you accountable. So here we are on day seven. And my prayer for you today is going to be allowing yourself to rest in the knowing that you hold a lot of power in your own hands. And this is about allowing you to understand that God doesn't need you to bless you, but you need him. So this is about partnership. This is about commitment. This is about being willing to show up for yourself so that you also can show him just how much you believe in what it is he's doing in your life. A lot of times we're always, you know, thanking God for the good times and we're thanking God for what we're hoping he blesses us with. But don't you know that a lot of what you're being blessed with is because of steps that you've actually taken? It's because of work that you've already done, seeds you've already sown that are coming to harvest. So that's exactly where we're in right now. We're in that season. We're in that time and it's happening fast. But if you don't show yourself what you're capable of, will you really believe in you when it's time? You know, so I'm going to go ahead and start the prayer and then we'll get into the daily devotion today. Um, as we are preparing for day seven. Okay. God, we're coming to you now as humbly as we know how. With an open heart, open mind, open, open spirit, aiming for clarity. And right now, we don't want to ask you for anything because we've already said what we needed and we've already let you know that we trust that it's happening. But right now, what we are wanting to do is just to say thank you. 
Thank you for the grace. Thank you for the mercy. Thank you for the opportunities. But thank you for the ability to see this through. Thank you for the ability to use our discernment. Thank you for blessing us with the capabilities to utilize every resource we have as we are navigating through this journey. It is not easy. It doesn't always come you know, like clockwork, every day is not the same. Every day there's a different situation and circumstance, some days easier than others. But ultimately, I just want to say thank you for allowing us to see it through. Regardless to what it looks like, regardless to the fear, regardless to what it feels like, regardless to what it may look like on the outside, regardless to what the circumstances tell me it could be. This is about trusting that it's greater than anything I could put my hands on. The blessings that are unfolding for us are greater than anything that we can actually think about. Yes, we have in our mind what it is that we're asking for. But we know that when you bless us, you never bless us just in the way that we are asking. You always do abundantly more and you always put us in a position to where we can continue to gain from the work that we've put in, but also the seeds that we've sown. So we're grateful for it now. We're grateful for the abundance. We're grateful for the health We're grateful for our mind. We're grateful for our connections. We're thankful for the ability to see the value in all things that you have connected in our life. We're thankful for the ability to catch ourselves when we want to complain, when we want to say how bad some things are. We want to stop ourselves right in that moment and show immense gratitude because we know that in that very moment, this is the moment we're standing in that we've prayed for. We've we're standing in a moment where we have prayed to be right where we are and now we're praying for something else so we want to just take the time to say thank you thank you for choosing us thank you for allowing us to be connected to you thank you for allowing us to see the value in that connection and honoring that and choosing to learn how to hold it sacred thank you Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for it all. Thank you for the many, 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 many times you've protected us. Thank you for the many, many times that you have held us close. Thank you for the many times you've wiped our tears. Thank you for the time you've kept our children safe, our families safe. You've kept our mind in the same space that it was in that was healthy for us, opposed to allowing it to uh, destroy us in so many ways. Thank you. Thank you for allowing us to overcome everything that we have faced thus far. We believe in you because you believe in us and you've chosen us. So we have no choice but to trust that everything you've said, every promise you've made, you honor those things. Your track record shows. So thank you. Thank you for the peace. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the joy. Thank you for the ability to hold everything we love close. Thank you for the breakthroughs. In your name, Jesus will give you all the glory, honor, and praise. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. Okay, so let's get into August the 3rd, day 7 of our daily devotion. The purpose of the cross is to completely decimate your loyalty to the most seductive, powerful of all idols, the idol of self. 
You see it in the whines of a little boy. You see it in the entitlement of the teenager. You see it in the needless argument of the married couple over something unimportant. And you see it in the bitterness of the old man. None of us have escaped this disease. It infects all of our hearts. It's the reason for so much of the brokenness, angst, and the pain of the human community. It is the foundation of so much unhappiness and generations of war. It is a a personal and moral disaster, yet it seduces us all. Its power draws us all in. We see it in others and deny it in ourselves. It makes for uncomfortable family moments, friendship, disloyalty, and violence in the streets. It makes us envious and demanding. It causes discontent to be more natural than thankfulness. (laughs) It ruins our vacations and holidays. It makes us spend ourselves into hopeless debt to fall into paralyzing addiction and to eat more than we ever should. It turns siblings on siblings and makes war making more natural than peacemaking. What is this thing that kidnaps us all? It is the selfishness of sin. The idol of idols really is the idol of self. We make it all about us. We put ourselves in the center of the story. We evaluate life from the vantage point of a scary and tragic meism. We pull the borders of our concerns into the narrow confines of what we want, what we feel, what we dream, and what we think we need. A good day is a day that is pleasurable or easy for me. A good circumstance is one in which I get my way. A good marriage is one in which my spouse becomes a servant to my dream for my life. A good church has the worship programs and preaching that satisfy me. A good job is one that keeps me happy and engaged. It is a life shaped by a shrunken kingdom of one. But the first four words of the Bible confront us with the inescapable reality that is, it is not all about us. They confront us with the truth that life comes from, is controlled by, and exists for another. We will never be at the center because God is. It'll never be about us because it's about him. Our will won't be done because his will be done. We won't rule because he rules. Our kingdom won't come home and it won't come because his kingdom will. Life will not submit to us because ultimately all things will submit to him. He is at center stage. He is the spoiled character. Life is not to be found in putting ourselves at the center. That only leads to dysfunction, disappointment, and brokenness. Jesus came to decimate our misspelled loyal, misplaced loyalty so that we would fa- find freedom from our bondage to ourselves and know that the peace that passes understanding, Adam and Eve's rebellion becomes our delusion. And for that, there is rescuing grace. Let me read that last part again. Jesus came to decimate our misplaced loyalty so that we would find freedom from our bondage to ourselves and know the peace that passes understanding. Adam and Eve's rebellion becomes our delusion. And for that, there is rescuing grace. For further study and encouragement, Amos 6, 1 through 9. Let me look at Amos 6, 1 through 9. 
Okay, let's see. Emma 6, 1 through 9 says, <laughs> Woe to you who are complacent in Zion, and to you who feel secure on Mount Samaria, you notable men of the foremost nation, to whom the people of Israel come. Go to Calne and look at it. Go from there to Great Hammond, and then go down to Gath in Philistine. Are they better off than your two kingdoms? Is their land larger than yours? You put off the evil day and bring near a reign of terror. You lie on beds and lay with ivory and lounge on your couches. You dine on choice lambs and fattened calves. You strum away on your harps like David and improvise on musical instruments. You drink wine by the bowl full and you use the finest lotions, but you do not grieve over the ruin of Joseph. Therefore, you will be among the first to go into exile. Your feasting and lounging will end. The sovereign Lord has sworn by himself. The Lord God Almighty declares, I abhor the pride of Jacob and detest his fortresses. I will deliver up the city and everything in it. If 10 men are left in one house, they too will die. Ooh. I'm going to read 10 too. And if a relative who is to burn the bodies comes to carry them out of the house and asks anyone still hiding there, is anyone with you? And he says, no, then he will say, hush. We must not mention the name of the Lord. The one thing that I take from that, and I'm going to study it a lot more, but the one thing that instantly I get from this is one, what's done in the dark is always seen by him. It always is brought to light. And two, the judgment that we place upon others thinking we are better than we're in a better space. We're more uh, blessed than we're more chosen than we're more entitled than makes us worse than those we judge. This is very, 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 very interesting. And I am going to read that a lot deeper um, because I really want to get a full understanding of that entire passage. But one of the biggest things that I'm taking from today's daily devotion is. We must be aware of our pride, our entitlement, and understand that everything that we're doing, everything we're praying for, everything that we're hoping comes to pass is for the greater good of whatever vision God has for us. It isn't for us to make other people feel less than. It isn't for us to... (sighs) 
mistreat. It is literally for us to do good, to do more good, to humble ourselves and spread more love, to pour more into, to invest more. It is not for us to operate in this, as it says, meism, whereas we forget about the people, we forget about the purpose, we forget about the reasoning behind why we're so blessed. So don't get in your own way when you get what you have been praying for. And don't forget the sacrifices and commitment that you're making now is what got you there. So that's what's going to keep you flowing in the direction of the blessings and the things and uh, the opportunities and the light that he's giving to you. This is really beautiful. It's really kind of complicated, but it is beautiful. And it brings us into a sense of, wow, like, do I want the things I'm praying for because I need to boast because I want to feel like I'm better than because I want to make someone else feel bad about. Why do I want this thing? Is it for me? Is it serving a bigger purpose? You know, what is this for? And am I showing up in a sense of thankfulness in my everyday life as I'm praying for this and I'm moving and I'm walking? Is this just me being this because I want something or is this because I really believe it's it's for the greater good? Today feels like a check your entitlement day (laughs) for sure. For sure, be aware of your entitlement. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I love you guys so very much. Um, I'm going to do some more reading and, you know, jot down my notes. And I hope that you are referencing and reading as well to try to gain some clarity on what it is it's needing to tell you. A lot of times our temper tantrums are because we feel left out, but it's we're feeling left out because we're comparing ourselves to others. And this is about focusing on you and the greater goal, which has nothing to do with others. It has everything to do with the mission on your life. Mm-hmm. This is good. Okay. Well, I love you guys. Thank you so very much for your support. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the commitment that you've made to yourself and to God. And thank you for your discipline. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us. We're on day seven. This is going to be a very interesting day. And we're going to call in all the blessings. That's all we want (laughs) is the blessings and we want to be a blessing to others. So position yourself to be that for someone else today. Okay. I love you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys. Until our next episode, please be gentle with yourself and be gentle with others and continue to move as you are the sacred piece of every puzzle. Okay. Bye.